Hey, welcome to Win the Day. This is Pastor Nat, and I am here to help you stand firm, stand faithful, and stand on God's Word. And to help you do that, I'm going to talk about embracing the truth of Christ. Let's begin with a quiz. Now, there's no grades, so don't panic, and please don't shut off the program. But I thought this would be kind of a fun interaction I did with my congregation a few years ago. So let's try it here. Why not? All right, so tell me, if the following statement is objective or subjective, that's it. Is my statement truth or opinion? Okay, how about this? Bread pudding is the best dessert. Is that an objective or subjective statement? Okay, it's subjective. The truthfulness of the statement lies in the subject, not the object. How about this one? Cats are better than dogs. Is that truth or opinion? Objective or subjective? Now, I'd say it's objective, but then I'd be wrong. It's all about the subject. It's an opinion and not fact. How about this? Jesus is God. What about that one? Is that objective or subjective? Well, despite what some people think, it's an objective statement. The truthfulness lies in the object and not the subject. You see, it's not opinion. Okay, so I'm just curious, how do you do? Today, the world, it's driven, and it's shaped by subjective truth, or what we just call opinion. Truth is driven by feelings and not by reality. That's the flavor of the day. But this problem isn't unique to us. Did you know Paul was facing it 2,000 years ago? <laughs> and listen to what Paul said about it in Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 18. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying they have had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body, for he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. Now, you may be wondering, what does this have to do with truth or opinion? Well, again, Paul was fighting false teachers. Now, we know that they were legalists. That's why they had this pious self-denial. Uh, your version may say delighting in self-abasement. You see, all they were doing was bragging about their legalism. <laughs> so much for humility. But... They weren't just legalists. They were mystics. They were believers in the experiential over reality. You see, it tells us that they were praying to angels. They were encouraging the Colossians to do this as well. You know, we know that we are to pray to no one else but God. Think about this. Jesus told Satan in Matthew 4, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. There is only one mediator between man and God. This is Jesus Christ according to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. 
these false teachers were not connected to Christ. So their visions and their teaching were void of truth. It was evil. It was damning. We are prone to move from truth to opinion. We tend to drift towards feelings over fact. That means we move from Christ to experience. Instead, we should pursue Christ. We should follow Christ. (laughs) We should cling to Christ. We need to cling to his truth. Christ is truth. He provides life and freedom. So this is my challenge for you today. What has taken the place of Christ and his word? Is it a pastor? Is it an author? Is it a music group? Is it that charismatic speaker? How are you putting your experiences over the truth of Christ? Look, we're all subject to it. So how has it happened in your life? Put that experience, that person, or that thing through the grid of Scripture. And then I want you to put Christ and His truth where it belongs, front and center. When you do it, you know it, friend, you will win the day.